Good afternoon, my fellow Sith brothers and sisters, purebloods, cultists, rebel scum on the run, but most importantly, you, my fellow Star Wars fans. I hope everybody's hanging in there this week. We've survived another week. Um, last couple of days in particular, especially at work, was just freaking ridiculous. Uh, apparently, their races are in NASCARs in town this weekend, so... That brought some business over into work last last couple days. Definitely were fairly busy. So thank God I have Ooh, excuse me. Weekend off to recuperate. Um no news really on the tattoo front. I'm still kind of mulling over my options. Uh I tend to be very visually motivated when it comes to that kind of stuff, and there's just there's nothing yet making me want to pull the trigger, so bear with me on that. Um, I do have purchases to share, actually quite a few this week, so uh, it's going to be fairly fairly reasonable purchase segment. Um, first purchase, uh, swapping out my shower curtain. I have this kind of color Vader shower curtain up I've had up uh, since I moved in a couple years ago swapping it out with a very cool starry night uh, walker one which is gonna be freaking amazing um let's see other purchase I got from Amazon, uh, a Lego minifigure case for especially my Star Wars characters. I purchased a few while I was at Comic-Con a couple weeks ago, and I just didn't really want them laying around in a bag. So we purchased a minifig case off of Amazon fairly you know fairly reasonable and inexpensive and it is uh actually Lego brand so definitely something under 35 bucks or so so i highly recommend if you've got a few like myself uh, purchased that did a you could say it opened the box video of it when I got it in the other night and I got all the figures in there. So it's kind of funny because I actually had to do a disclaimer while I was recording because I have, um, there, it's a 16 figure case and there's only three open slots in there. And very visibly absent from that case is Kylo Ren. So funny thing is, is I have four figures with my TIE silencer that I already have on display. That's actually with the ship. Um, I do have another Kylo with the Lego shuttle display. So that is at least five figures not in the case and with their sets. And then I do also have, let's see here. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I have a third Kylo. Is the kind of the miniature uh, miniature shuttle, and it's it's kind of one of the, like one of those like small hundred piece things. Uh, it's got the figure that sits in it. So that's three Kylos, one, two masked, one unmasked. Uh, I have a <laughs> fourth Kylo in my car for my rearview mirror with a director Krennic. So I was not lying in my open the box video. I have at least four Kylos that I'm aware of or that I can successfully locate at this present time. Um, I thought I had, and I didn't purchase them a couple weeks ago, I thought I had a Lego mall, but apparently I don't. So, got to get a mall in Savage. Speaking of Savage, I did get my hands on a... Um, it's from the... Um, battle pack, the Target exclusive. I actually got my hands on the Savage from that as uh, armored. I think I maybe had mentioned this last week in a sea of cheaper shirtless ones. Fight for an armored one. It turned out to be, you know, it's it's worth it. Um, although trying to get him to hold the battle axe. Uh, it's a little complicated trying to get him. It's the battle axe has two handles. And when I went to go try and get the second hand to grip the lower handle, the hand popped off. And <laughs> I literally started freaking out. I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. So um, he is actually on top of my jewelry box with, I had purchased a couple years ago when I first moved in here. Um, I think it's uh, Evolution's Mall. It's a shirtless one, double-bladed. So it's really funny. He's standing behind the mall figure that I have, and he just, like he does on screen in Clone Wars, he freaking towers over that guy. So it's actually kind of funny. Um, let's see. What else did we buy? Kind of, oh yeah. So also managed to finish my comic book uh, not in terms of reading but collecting the Vader's Castle series um, there are there's at least one trade paperback of Ghosts of Vader's Castle and I was kind of waiting on the beginning of the series Beware of Vader's Castle which is a hardcover I guess you could either, I don't want to say a mini omnibus, but a, a, a graphic a graphic novel that's got um, the original Vader's Castle, uh, Tales from Vader's Castle, and Return to Vader's Castle. And it's got all 10 issues combined in there. So it's really nice. Uh, purchase, uh, the comic, comic series is run and owned by IDW. Uh, it took me three tries, actually, or three different times trying to order Beware of Vader's Castle for it to finally come in through my local, my local shop. But considering I'm still trying to make headway through 
the old Republic omnibus. It was definitely worth the wait. And I'm just, I'm very glad. Um, Alpha Comics and Games here in Richmond's been one of my go-to spots. Uh, not only are they responsible for getting me started in this journey a couple years ago with the Rise of Kylo Ren series, but I have definitely not looked back. So I'm a huge very big advocate for trade paperbacks and omnibuses because for a few reasons some of these and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned these but just in case I always like to refresh in case some of you are new uh, trade paperbacks and omnibuses are easier to keep track of Especially if it's a series that you, you're going through and you're reading at a pretty good pace. Rather than trying to either have to carry around multiple issues or take the chance that you didn't bring any of the other issues with you. Uh, it's, it's just, it's really easy. It's easier and it's in a lot of ways cheaper. Unless you are going after variant covers for display, autograph, grading, anything like that, which is an entirely separate thing. I haven't really dabbled in that too much, but it's just, it's so affordable. Save yourself, save yourself a lot of money. Um, there is an individual issue that um, is in this series. Let me kind of go over here and grab it. Richmond comic bag. Shadow of Vader's Castle. And the crazy thing about this, unlike Marvel ones, I'm not 100% sure how much they charge for DC nowadays. But the individual issue from IDW of this Shadows of Vader's Castle was $8.00. So it's almost double the price what you would probably typically pay for a comic. So beware of Vader's Castle with 10 issues in it for $20. And then Ghosts of Vader's Castle was $13. So definitely save yourself some money there. Uh, now I can officially start the series. I didn't realize until after I picked up Ghosts of, uh, last month that technically needed to read, to read the Beware of Vader's Castle first that has the first two because Ghosts of is kind of, um, I don't think that the three, no tales of and return to. in terms of their um, story, one right after the other, Tales of, Return of, or Return to. When I was researching Ghosts of and Shadow of, I was almost under the impression that Ghosts of is kind of the part three but I think it's its own separate story. And Shadow of is a one-off follow 
up to that, if I am not mistaken. So now that I kind of have the complete series, I can go through and read those in order at some point. Um, even though I believe the timeline on these, if I'm, if my research was in memory serves me right, I think the Vader's Castle stuff takes place between zero and four. So definitely, <laughs> definitely millennia away from where I'm at in the Old Republic omnibus, which um, lately haven't really been able to um, read too, too far. Um, it's taken me almost two weeks to kind of recuperate and recover from Comic-Con a couple weeks ago. My sleep's been all over the place. I know, especially this morning, I couldn't fall asleep until almost 2.33. Thank God I'm off this weekend. But it's just, between life and work, it's been absolutely ridiculous. Um... So that takes care of the comics. Let's see. Kind of surveying the room to make sure. This is how I hold myself accountable. Don't laugh. Um, I do. I said I need to hang up. I'd like to try and print my pictures out from my first Comic Con because I've been holding on to. I've got my bracelet or my wristband in the bathroom. And I'd like to kind of get that, almost do like a collage or something with them. So trying to figure out exactly when and how I want to display those just because wall space in my room is an entirely different conversation. Although, I mean, it would take some manipulating. It wouldn't be difficult. It would just... I would really need to take the time, you know, and commit to taking out everything that needs to be hung and see exactly if it's portrait, if it's landscape, what size is it. So that way I, for the most part, I have paintings by James Hance all on one wall together. My, they're mostly um, 11 by 14s and then the one is 11 by 17. I've got Force Awakens mini poster 16 by 20. I've got Jesus Christ I have two. I have two Force Awakens different ones. Um, oopsie. Uh, director Krennic, uh, art that I got from Australia. Definitely like keeping him up just because that is the only, aside from the Black Series fig, this, this room is very much, uh, Kyloed, very much. Wonder how I sleep at night sometimes. All this, uh, all this dark side, uh, masculine energy up in here. Uh, got Last Jedi, the big movie poster above my bed. Got more Kylo art over here. Jesus. <laughs> Wouldn't mind also trying to figure something else out different with my Black Series figs. 
And then at some point I need to put up, I've got a 16 by 20, the Steven Stanton contest that I won. I've, I got, I've, it's, thankfully it's sitting in its frame, but need to, need to hang that. It's just, it's a lot. Got Black Series figs over here on the floor, or not Black Series figs, Funko Pops over here on the floor. Um, ben Solo, Dark Trooper, Imperial Chopper, um, Force Lightning Palpatine from TRS. And then over in front of my window on the floor, or slightly off the floor, I've got uh, speeder bikes, Clash on the Supremacy. I've got a Christmas Vader that was a gift. Um, I've got my Micro Machine Action Fleet AT-AT figure still in the box over here. It's just, it's a lot of shit. <laughs> so, really, uh, really need to spring clean this shit because it's, it's a lot. We, we do not have a lot of space. Um, so more to come on that. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that's all my purchases. Um, just looking around to make sure. I don't think I didn't order anything that hasn't come in yet, did I? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did order today from the utensil company uh i ordered a another star wars yeti big yeti fan i love my i i own a few actually and i've gifted a yeti so i definitely stand by the product it's worth the investment uh i found uh, I've been mulling over for a while wanting to get another one. My Vader one that I bought from them last year, a year before last, is a mug that is not cup holder friendly. So that one tends to stay here while I'm at home. And then I have a solid non-decorated one that I that I bring with me back and forth to work because that one's got the mag slide lid. So was really looking for an insulated cup that I can definitely use as a travel companion because at least once a month I do go on the road. I do travel for, uh, to go to wrestling shows and just in case I am out and about or if like I'm off and I'm running to an appointment or off to go run errands, you know, it's nice to sometimes have coffee with me. So this one will definitely fit in a cup holder. I, I They do have a Kylo one, but I just, I really liked the sleekness and how the Stormtrooper one popped against the white. And the Stormtrooper one was available in the 30-ounce Rambler, so the Stormtrooper one is a little cheaper than Kylo, and so I have a Kylo, I have at least two Kylo cups, actually not counting the mugs. I have a Kylo Turvis that is not insulated, and... I have a Kylo 16-ounce water bottle from Disney 
that I got off of eBay some time ago. So just collecting shit and shit piling up. So definitely got to do some spring cleaning this week here on Exegol. Promise to keep you all posted. We'll make good decisions. Pinky promise. And that takes care of that. Um, I am for the second half of the series here. I'm going to go ahead and take a brief break. Get us set up for some Bad Batch discussion. We are going to at least review episode three and four. And depending on how long that runs, I may try and sneak in five. So sit tight, kids, and I will be right back. All right, guys. So jumping on into Bad Batch discussion today, I'm going to at least try and get through episodes three and four today. And starting off with episode three titled Replacements. Uh, Clone Force 99 is leaving Saluka, apparently trying to leave, hit their ship pretty hard. They got a lot of systems malfunctioning and glitching, and they get thrown out of hyperspace, and they crash land on somewhere. They're not quite sure exactly where they've landed just yet. Panning to Crosshair back in the lab on Camino. Uh, Rampart, I believe it's Colonel Rampart and Tarkin are talking about how Crosshair has been since his chip enhancement, sur- chip enhancement surgery. <laughs> Say that three times fast. And Rampart is put in charge of a new project titled War Mantle, where Tarkin puts Rampart in charge. Going back to Clone Force 99, where they crash-landed. They go outside, or, excuse me, Echo and Tech go outside to check on and start replacing the capacitor underneath the ship. Echo hears this strange noise outside, and there's movement. There's just that feeling that they're definitely not alone. Tech's obviously busy under the ship. Echo's looking around, looks like they, they're in some sort of a cave or den, or just on the outskirt of this cave or den of some sort, and sees claw markings on the wall. And you see this shadow, shadowy creature climbing on the ship after Tech and Echo go back inside after the capacitor has been replaced. This shadowy creature now goes after the fixed capacitor and removes it from the ship. This creature's crawling all over the ship, causing damage, and one of them mentions that it could be an auto-moon dragon, which feeds off of raw energy. Hunter decides he's going to go out after it, and naturally Omega wants to go with him, and he emphatically says, no, you're going to stay here. But Omega always gets her way. She goes with Hunter. Crosshair 
going back to Camino and Crosshair. He's talking to the newest recruits of this Project War Mantle. It's four of them. Tarkin instructs Rampart to send them to Onderon to wipe out Saul Guerrera. This was a test originally assigned to Clone Force 99 that they failed. One of the male recruits has an issue with Crosshair being a clone and being put in charge of this mission. So as they are landing to take care of this mission, sensors near Saw's camp start going off and the camp naturally is alerted to that there's obviously an incoming presence. Firefight ensues on the ground. Going back to Hunter and Omega, they find the capacitor flashing on the ground. Creature goes to attack them, the one that took it off the ship. Hunter's mask gets knocked off ever so slightly, expo exposing him to whatever air or whatever is going on in the atmosphere here, so he gets knocked unconscious. Omega is takes how do i say it it's got this transmitter she takes it and radios to clone force 99 that she needs help and she goes running off after the creature panning back to saw's camp on onderon the remnants of saw's crew try to take off and their ship gets shot back down to the ground Saw is obviously nowhere to be found. Uh, that they were promised transport off-world. The male recruit that had an issue with Crosshair in the beginning again speaks up when Crosshair orders the four recruits to execute these rebels, so to speak. And he's like, you know what? This is not what we were sent here to do. Uh... And Crosshair is like, you know what? This is exactly why I was put in charge of this mission. He shoots the recruit who has repeatedly had issues with him. And he tells the remaining three, you need to finish the mission. Hunter wakes up after being knocked out unconscious from the creature that attacked him and realizes that Omega's gone. He starts panicking. Omega is in this, she went into this cave after the creature and she uses the flashlight or the light from her flashlight to distract the animal and get the capacitor back, meets back up with Hunter, who is absolutely stunned that one, not only Omega completed this mission, but that she managed to, you know, thankfully she's not hurt, but she was smart enough and instinctive to realize that obviously this animal is attracted to light and obviously that's what attracted it to the capacitor in the first place. Crosshair and the remaining three recruits return to Camino from their mission on Onderon. The Prime Minister of Camino is obviously now worried that these conscripted recruits will eventually make their clone program obsolete. So he tasks his lead, I don't even, I don't remember what her name is offhand, uh, 
want to say it starts with an M or an S. It's like Mara or whatever her name is. We mentioned it. Uh, she popped up in one of the first few episodes when they started going on Camino uh, before Clone Force 99 went rogue. Um, the Prime Minister instructs her to ensure that the clones remain essential and that the next phase of clones that she was working on is vital to their success. So it's like, you know what, we need to stay relevant in this galaxy. So obviously whatever we need to do to make sure they still need us, whatever we got to do, we got to do it. Wrecker, everybody back on the ship, ship now taking off. Wrecker surprises Omega now with her own little room on the ship. And gives her his little plush thing that he had to. And obviously she's very touched because she's never had anything like this of her own before. Going to episode four titled Cornered. Clone Force 99 mentions the next place they need to go is Ida Floor. Not 100% sure. If I spelled it right, I tried to spell it how it sounded. So Ida Floor is apparently the next place they need to go. Obviously point out they're out of rations. And now that they've gone rogue, they need to make sure also that the ship signature, which is now on the wanted list, gets taken off. Tech obviously knows how to scramble it, but he mentions they need to land so he can work on this. The closest planet to where they're at is Pantora. Wrecker, when they go to land, ends up blocking this dock owner who's in charge of where they land at from scanning their ship. He's like, you know what? In order to not scan the ship or require payment. <coughs> Excuse me. Tech pays him a little bit. Dock owner ends up dispatching he says, Raspa 6, he makes a call to Fennec Shan, who is standing by in her ship. She apparently has Omega pulled up on her comm, her, her hollow comm, and tells the dock owner to make sure that they don't leave, that she'll be right there. Omega, Hunter, and Echo, who has disguised himself to look like a droid, more like a droid, go walking into town for a supply run. They end up walking in on an Imperial parade, celebrating the end of the Clone Wars being over. Uh, Colonel Rampart, obviously on hollow again, talking about, talking about the new chain code. Hunter tries to sell a detonator to a nearby vendor. The shop owner actually thinks Echo is a droid for sale, and he offers over two grand for Echo, which is kind of funny. Hunter turns to Echo, and he's like, look, sell me for a little bit more, and when I give you the signal, you can leave. He ends up selling Echo to this vendor for three grand, and he'll give Echo the signal once the funds have been transferred to this vendor. Fenix uh, standing on top of a building watching Omega playing around, chasing after a pet that she sees in the street. She has a Stormtrooper doll now in her hand. 
Fennec walks up to her and asks her if she needs help finding her friends. Hunter quickly realizes or notices Omega's stormtrooper doll on the ground. He goes frantic, runs around trying to find her. Fennec, holding Omega's hand, asks her if she's hungry, ends up bumping into another vendor selling fruit for sale, knocks a couple fallen fruits off the ground, and obviously while they're trying to help the vendor put the fruit back in his basket, she stows away two, one for Omega, one for her. Omega does also realize that this mystery woman has a blaster hidden under her coat. Hunter quickly spots her and yells for her to get away from this woman. Omega's confused. She's like, this lady tried to help me find you guys. It's okay. Fennec automatically and Hunter start getting into a shootout. Hunter yells for Omega to run. Hunter manages to disarm Fennec, but he gets knocked out. Some local ground patrol in town spots this fight going on and yells at Fennec, tells her to stop. Hunter radios Clone Force 99 about what happened in town, that there's a woman highly trained after Omega. Omega, now also on the run, trying to run from Fennec, tries, goes to hide in a maintenance tunnel, which Tech sees this on one of the cameras he hacked into and tells everybody where to go find her. Wrecker managed to track her down pretty quickly in the tunnel. However, Fennec caught on their heels. Wrecker and Fennec get into a fight. Fennec very easily knocks Wrecker out. Omega, uh, before he gets knocked out, he yells at Omega, you go run to the ship. Mego does not have much of a lead here on Fennec, hot on her heels. Uh, Echo takes out, takes the droids that were with him back to their ship to help to quickly fix it. He pays off the vendor what he was sold. And with him is one protocol droid and at least three astromechs. Astromex quickly, he puts them to work in helping them fix what needs to be fixed here on the ship. Hunter manages to steal a speeder bike in town. He spots Omega hanging from a maintenance tower. However, Fennec does get to her before Hunter does. Omega flicks a switch on this ship that, they, that they've fallen onto and manages to knock Fennec off the ship onto another one which she very easily commandeers and now goes chasing after Omega. Cops hot on their heels. Hunter gets to Omega just before she falls off this ship and manages to put a detonator on the ship that Fennec commanded, knocking her now down to the ground. The droids Echo brought with him fix the ship. Clone Force 99 manages to take off just in time. Wrecker being the last one back to the ship. Need to find out. Clone Force 99 is not aware exactly who this mystery woman is after Omega and Hunter's like, we need to find out who this woman is and who hired her to go after the kid. End of the episode, Fennec goes and finds the dock owner that was supposed to delay them. She pays him. However, she's like, if they come back, you know how to contact me. 
and she radios to whoever put her in charge. They don't mention a name or anything, but she, she radios to whoever put her on the bounty. Target got away, but I'll find her. And that, folks, does conclude Bad Batch discussion this week. Next week, we're going to go ahead and review next few episodes. And there is a new book I did want to talk about that I just found out about. So we'll go ahead and continue on with Bad Batch. Also wrapping up with the episode, in case you have not already got it, today is release day for Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga's long-awaited game that thanks to COVID has been pushed back and pushed back. Finally came out today before I dozed off this morning. I did download it and at least go in and create a profile game. Um, I know A New Hope and Phantom Menace are the only two that initially start out unlocked in the game. I just did not feel like starting the game at 1230 this morning. So I look forward to also adding that to next week's episode as well. Thank you, as always, for your continual support on my little podcast, My Life on Exegol. Please do not forget to like, subscribe, share. And as always, until next time, my fellow Star Wars friends, may the Force be with all of you.